When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. This is where I help you and me clean up our mental mess. So welcome, thank you for joining me today and I am going to be speaking today about how to deal with those thoughts that keep you stuck. You know when you get ruminating on those thoughts, those things that get you stuck and I'm going to be talking about OCD, what it is and giving you another way to look at it. So just before we begin, I just want to point out that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not for medical advice. So therefore, it's always important to consult with your with the appropriate professional to make the best decisions for yourself. Just before we begin, however, I want to remind you that this week we have released Switch on Your Brain. Well, actually, 2nd of March, so just just under a week ago. And if you haven't yet got your copy, look, I've even earmarked my own copies, <laughs> earmarked my one, because I am going to show you some pictures from there as we talk today. But if you haven't yet got your copy of Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, well, go and order it now. This book will really, really help you. And not just because I think you need this book, but because you do need this book, because I need this book. My mind's a mess all the time, but I know how to manage it. And that's the key thing. It's okay to be a mess. We are in life experimenting all the time. You open your eyes. Between the time you open your eyes and the time you close your eyes, you have experienced 8,000 to 10,000 events. My goodness. And you've processed those through your mind, which is the biggest part of you, your thinking, feeling, choosing into your brain as physical thoughts. So you've grown, you've changed your brain, you have changed, you have directed neuroplastic changes inside of your brain. And with mind management, you do direct the, the neuroplasticity, you do design your garden in your brain or the, fir- the forest in your brain, but without mind management, it can just build in a haphazard way and you have weeds and all kinds of things growing where you don't want it to grow. So your mind is the first step, it drives everything. Everything is driven by your mind. So in this book, I teach you how to manage your mind. If it's always working, you may as well learn to manage it. And in this book, I have my five-step scientific process called the NeuroCycle, which will help you. It's the technique, not even a technique, it's more than that. It's the system of how you get your mind under control to control your mind. You know when your mind feels overwhelmed, when you feel like you're sitting under that huge big apple tree and all the apples are just hitting you on the head and you feel overwhelmed, stressed, burnt out, anxious, worried, depressed, frustrated, but you just feel like, you, you know, it's just too much. And then you're trying to live with yourself and you're in bed at night and your mind's going crazy and you're at work and your mind's going crazy and you're with your kids and you're, this is what's going to help you clean up that mental mess. It is going to help you identify the patterns in your life that you keep repeating that are keeping you stuck and help you fix those. 
It's going to help you manage those acute traumas that hit you out of the blue. It's going to help you manage those toxic traumas that are insidiously creeping into your patterns of your life, your relationships, and how you live. It's also going to help you build your brain to make your brain healthier and more resilient so you can cope more effectively and increase the health of your brain and your body. So in this book, I teach you so much. It's so practical. It's a result of 38 years of my research. And if you haven't picked up your copy, go pick up your copy and for someone else as well. And let's get going with today's podcast. I am going to start by talking about, first of all, getting stuck in our thoughts and what we can do, and then we'll progress, as I said, over to OCD. I get so many DMs, questions, emails about, I just feel like I'm stuck in my head. I'm stuck ruminating. You know, like being like a little rat on a hamster wheel that just goes round and round and round and round and round and never seems to progress forward. It's really easy to do that. And I'll tell you why. Because with our, we, our mind, which is 99% of of who we are, and you've heard me teach us before, with our mind, we're driving everything. But we have our messy mind, which is kind of the experimental mind, which is the mind that's very active in our conscious moments. We're conscious when you're awake, obviously. And that's when we're very consciously thinking, feeling, and choosing. But it's very experimental. So sometimes we don't always really watch what we're thinking, feeling, and choosing. And we become very, very reactive in our thinking, feeling, and choosing. And we don't always think and feel and choose, which is mind in action, in the way that we should. And then this still builds thoughts into our brain because every time we think, feel, and choose, we change the structure of our brain. We build those thoughts in. And if our thinking and feeling and choosing is toxic, we build toxic thoughts. And those toxic thoughts, if it's managed, we build healthy thoughts. And you've heard me teach this plenty of times. But then there's another part to this. Whatever we think about the most will grow. So if I keep thinking in the same way, if I don't watch myself, that thought that you started just one day, then you find yourself doing it two or three times a day, and then another day goes, and then a week goes by, and then three weeks goes by. And before you know it, it's a few weeks have gone by, and this has become a pattern. You find every time you may be just doing something in the kitchen, or you're walking around the house, or you're going for a walk, you just find your mind slipping back into that, and you find yourself going over and over. And as it's, as it's happening, you feel your body changing. Because when you build a thought into your brain, you also build it into your body, into every cell of your body. It's a whole brain-body experience. And into the fields of your mind, which is all around you and through you. Your mind drives your brain. Your brain responds to your mind. Your mind is 99% of who you are. So you are building it in your mind and your brain and your body. So the more practice, and sometimes we just do this without even really analyzing what we do, without managing it, and it becomes bigger and bigger because whatever you think about is growing and getting energy. And then it gets to sort of three, four, five, six weeks later, and you may not have timed it, but suddenly you realize, hey, I keep on slipping into the same ruminating pattern. And then anything that's similar, you find yourself slipping back. You know, I caught myself doing this earlier on, and yeah, I still have a mental mess. That's why I wrote this book for me too, this book, and I'm pointing to this book for those of you cleaning up your mental mess, which just released on 2nd of March, so I hope you get pick up your copy. But I found myself in the kitchen just a few moments ago between interviews, and I was just cleaning up the kitchen and, you know, taking a mental break, and I'm always cleaning when I take a mental break, which is funny, but that's what I do, do some laundry, whatever. And I found my mind just going back to something that was unresolved, that I haven't resolved. And you know what? As I was thinking about it, because I was actually about to write this podcast, I suddenly was aware, you know, I am ruminating. I'm stuck. 
there's this thought that keeps popping up and, I, and then I realize, oh gosh, I thought about this at least four times today. I remember last night when I went to bed thinking about this. I remember talking to my husband about it when I was getting ready for bed. I remember suddenly recall the amount of times in this past 10 days, how many times I thought about it. In fact, it was more. It's been a few weeks that I have been thinking about this particular thing. And here I am, the mind management expert, and I'm now ruminating and getting stuck. And as I was thinking of that thought, it wasn't something positive. It was something I'm concerned about that I just haven't sorted out and I haven't addressed. And I found as I thought about it, my whole body reacted. Suddenly my stomach was bloated and I hadn't even eaten. Suddenly I felt my shoulders tense up. So my body reaction was occurring as I thought, as I started becoming aware of this thought. I became aware of the fact that my body was reacting. I became aware of the fact that I actually felt instead of being peaceful, which I was just prior to thinking of this thought, I now suddenly felt a little anxious and on edge. And, and kind of frustrated and because this thought was making me frustrated and kind of irritated too. And then I saw I was suddenly getting quite vigorous with my behaviors and, and the way I was cleaning and kind of agitated. And then someone came past and asked me something and I was a bit snappy. So I noticed my behaviors had changed. And so then I realized, hey, this thought is ruminating. I'm ruminating. I'm getting stuck. And this is not healthy for me. I need to do some work on working on it. So now what I'm going to do starting tomorrow morning is I'm going to launch myself into a 63-day neurocycle where I'm going to work out why do I keep getting stuck on this thought. And once I have fixed it, I'll share it with you, but I'm not going to share it with you now because I'm now going to go through the whole process of the neurocycle, which I teach in this book, The Five Steps of How to Manage My Mind to Find Out Why I Keep Ruminating About This and it's affecting me in this way, and I'm going to work through it. But first, I had to become consciously aware of it, which leads me in to telling you that we have to, in order to manage anything, any kind of where we feel stuck, the way to start getting unstuck is we have to develop our self-regulation. And we do that by standing back and observing our own thinking, feeling, and choosing. And we can train ourselves to get really good at that. And very often, we can be prompted And the prompt that got me going this morning with recognizing that I was doing this rumination was I am so well trained now at standing back and observing my own thinking and self-regulating. But there was something, it was a tension in my body. I noticed my body first. I noticed that I had shifted from feeling very calm and peaceful to feeling agitated in my body. My body was tense. I noticed my movements were suddenly, instead of just, you know, cleaning nicely and folding the towels nicely, I suddenly was quite vigorous. And so I noticed those signals and then I realized I've actually shifted from peace into being slightly irritated and frustrated. And then I realized it was that thought. So in other words, I responded, I self-regulated, I stood back and I noticed my feelings of my body, which brought me into the feelings of my mind, my emotional signals, my physical signals to my emotional signals. And then I looked at my behaviors and my perspective and I recognized and that increased my levels of awareness of being very deliberate and intentional with my conscious moment. And in that moment, I recognize, okay, this is a problem. And then I track back into the past very quickly. This all happened in a few seconds and recognize, okay, this has been going on. It's a pattern and it needs to be resolved. And so then I made the decision to actually do the whole neurocycle. But I used the five steps to recognize the pattern to do that. So I went from my signals, I reflected, I wrote, which I visualized myself, I watched myself. When you're doing it quickly, 
The third step, you either visualize yourself as though you're watching a little movie. And I always imagine those old fashioned movie cameras where you kind of watching and you winding this thing just as an analogy that helps me. And then the fourth step is I actually checked back and looked at my, my movie and said, okay, there's something going on here and analyzed the thought. And so I rechecked and recognized there's a pattern and my, my active reach was, okay, I'm going to start a 63 day cycle. So that's what I recommend you do is be very intentional and deliberate about how you are managing your mind. Life is filled with stresses, from family demands to worrying about the current pandemic to dealing with work while at home, and we all need moments when we can let our minds and brains rest for our mental health. One of my favorite ways to relax and de-stress is to play Best Fiends, that's friends without the R, a match, three casual mobile puzzle game that is free to download, super fun and engaging. You don't need to be a professional gamer to play Best Fiends, and it never gets boring. I love that there are literally thousands of levels to play, 5,000 and counting, plus tons of cute characters to collect. A super interesting storyline where you have to save the magical land of Minutia from all those freaky slugs. Plus I get to compete with my friends and family over Facebook. My husband and I love competing against one another and it annoys him that I'm better and faster than him. I'm on level 46 and he's only at 30. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's F-R-I-E-N-D-S without the R. Best fees. Now, to learn more about the self-regulation, you need this book, okay? Because this book will really help you understand all these things that I teach on this podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe and please share this because you, by you sharing, you're helping people. And when you help people, you improve your own healing by a factor of 68%, okay? So you helping yourself, you're helping others. So share this. And also... Follow me on Instagram because you're going to get Dr. Caroline. If you're going to get so many good tips, get this book, learn this stuff. It's a, a few dollars investment in your mental health. Your mind drives everything. If your mind's not right, everything else in your life is going to be a mess. Okay. So now let's move on to what happens when we go from just kind of the stuck thinking, the ruminating to, to OCD, which is, is, is considered a disorder and is labeled as a, basically as a disorder and is often described as a brain disease. Now, for those of you that follow me and read my work, and I encourage you to get the book to read more intensively, you'll know that I've been in this field for many years and that I do a lot of research and that my approach to mental health is, is, is one of that I don't see OCD as a disease or depression or anxiety. I see them all as warning signals, okay? Warning signals that there's something going on in your life. So OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't even like that, that word, but basically it's repeated thoughts that keep going through your head that are driving you, that you feel you can't control and behaviors that you perform that you feel you can't control. And it can become so severe that it can interfere with your daily life. So I'm not decrying the fact that this is a very real response that we, we can have in, in any situation. It's so real. I've validated. It's very difficult to live with it. It's very anxiety provoking. It can cause a lot of panic feelings of tremendous anxiety and panic and there's not that many ways to deal with it that in the current situation it's very much labeled it and very often medications and cognitive behavior therapy that may work for a time but it's kind of like putting a band-aid on the wound we do need to go and and, and understand why so the approach that i use and everything i do is very based on hardcore evidence-based science and a whole body of research on mind-brain research and in mind-brain the mind-brain integration so essentially, I see if you look at the traditional definition, I'm just going to read it, okay? So the traditional definition of OCD is it's defined as an anxiety disorder, okay? 
So, and also basically seen as a disorder, as a as as a neuropsychiatric brain dis- disorder, like a disease. Okay, characterized by uncontrollable, unwanted thoughts and ritualized, repeated behaviors that you feel compelled to perform. Okay, so just if we unpack that alone, that definition alone is very real. It's a good description, but it's also very scary. So, I'd like to just kind of unpack it a little bit differently. So, I don't want to call it as a a disorder or a disease. I want to call it a response. Okay. You're having a response and a response that is a warning signal. So it's the response is there's these repeated thoughts that did I do this? Did I do that? Did I switch off the oven? Did I switch off the light? Why am I? And it's a thought that just keeps coming back, back, back. And I'm explaining why it happens in a moment. So I'm saying that that, that thought that keeps coming back or that action that you feel the need compelled, driven to perform is because you are trying to manage something that has gone wrong in your life. It could be a trauma from childhood. It could be a trauma from young adulthood. It could be a trauma from recently. It could be something major that's happened, but generally it's some kind of an acute trauma or even a long-term established trauma, no cookie-cutter approach. Something happened at some point, or maybe multiple things happened at some point, and this is the, the, what you developed to cope, and that's okay. That's okay. It's a coping mechanism, but it's not sustainable. And it starts interfering with your daily life when it becomes a huge big thing that it interferes with your functioning. So we need to try and manage that process. And we can't just put a Band-Aid on the wound. You can't just drug it away. You can't just positive affirmation it away. You can't condition it away. You have to find the underlying cause. You have to find the roots and pull it out. It's kind of like when you weed your garden. Think of this. When you weed your garden, if you just break the top of the weed off, and you don't pull the roots out, it comes back, okay? So if you just condition it or medicate it, it's, you're just pulling the, the top of the weed off. It's still there. So what I'm saying through the neurocycle, which I teach in this book, How to Neurocycle, for OCD symptoms and for getting stuck in unwanted thoughts, those thoughts that are, of you feel compelled to keep thinking and be driven by, you need to find out what that root is and not just chop the top off, but actually uproot this thing. So you need to find... This and not just chop it over here or over here or over here, but you want to actually upend this tree and get those to the core of those roots and then reconceptualize it into the healthy format. So if you look in here, you'll see some of the leaves are bright and some are dark. The dark is how you want to be free from this. And the light is how you used to be, but now you've changed it. So you can think, okay, I used to have that thought, but now I'm changing it. I've reconceptualized it. I've got another perspective of it. I've deconstructed and reconstructed it until you take this route up and do this, you're always going to feel controlled by this. Because this thought, every time you every time you fulfill the action that you feel compelled to fulfill, like maybe going back and checking the door, the lock uh, multiple times, checking the door multiple times, checking your turn of the oven multiple times, checking in your rear mirror multiple times, whatever it may be, all that thought that's going through your head around, the more you think it and do it, the stronger it gets. Because whatever you think about the most, you're giving it more and more strength. So if you think of all these thoughts, and you've heard me explain this before, that all of our thoughts in our non-conscious mind, are, is it's a huge big forest. Every experience you've had from a certain point in the womb to the age that you're at now has basically been converted by your mind into a thought tree. And a thought tree has got roots, which is the origin story, and it's got the branches, which is your interpretation of that. And collectively, that then is the driver of what you say and what, what you do. So this shows up in your actions. So same thing. This is the source, what happened, and this is your perspective, your feelings, emotions, and behaviors, and this combined in your non-conscious shows up in your conscious mind as your actions, what you say and what you do. 
So the repetitive behavior that you feel compelled is being compelled by this thing. But this thing doesn't have to drive you because it's toxic and your brain is wired for for managing this and for converting it into this and not for keeping this. So if we just suppress it or chop it off at the at the stem instead of upending and reconstructing, then it keeps on compelling you. Because at every time you, there's something that activates it, whatever the activator, whatever that you have a pattern of whatever you're doing, and then you have an activator that sets that off. And that pattern and activation is the how this is showing up. So if you can take that pattern and that activation as the signals, or you can just take start, start with your behavior. What are you doing? What are the thoughts? And what are the actions? And if you take those as your signals, then you can start tracking back and you can start retracing to find the roots, which I'm going to talk in a little bit more detail in a moment. But I just want to give you a little bit more information. Feeling at peace in your home and in your clothes is so important for your mental health, which is why I love Jenny Kane, my go-to shopping destination for all things cozy and classic. Jenny Kane's timeless classics and comforting neutrals help me create a peaceful, cozy and stress-free environment so that I can live my best mindful life. I personally love their sheer-length Moroccan slippers. I have an ivory pair that my children always try to borrow from me. I never want to take them off, even when I get into bed. While their fisherman and cocoon cashmere and cotton sweaters keep me feeling safe, cozy and warm well past the winter months. Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the least stressful part of your routine. With polished basics and home pieces that will never go out of style, they make everyday moments a breeze. From wardrobe essentials to everything that makes your space feel like home, these are timeless pieces you'll just never tire of. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Okay, so I want us to redefine or look at OCD in a different way. We don't even have to redefine it, but look at it in a different way where it's hopeful. Because what I do know is that as humans, we do have agency. Through the middle of the forest, there is this beautiful strip of trees, which is your wisdom, this inner knowing in your knower, that wisdom of what you know you should be doing and what you could be doing. When someone comes and asks you for a piece of advice and you give them that great advice, it's coming from this inner wisdom. And at any one moment, we can train ourselves to draw on that inner wisdom. And even in the midst of that overwhelming, compelling desire to do whatever repetitive action that it is or repeat that thought, We can learn and train ourselves. It's not going to be easy, but we can train ourselves over cycles of 63 days to replace that behavior, reconceptualize that behavior. But it's not going to, we're not just conditioning. We're not just slapping another one on top. We're not just conditioning ourselves to get used to that or overcome the fear. There's some treatments that people have a fear of germs and then they make them go and stick their hands in toilets and things. I don't agree with that at all. That's very, very traumatizing. There's obviously a reason why a person has a fear of germs. It's much safer and more comforting to rather acknowledge I have this fear of germs. This is why why I'm doing this because of, and you start finding all the reasons and you start unpacking that and you do that safely over cycles of time. Okay. So this doesn't replace therapy. It enhances therapy, but you're living with yourself 24 seven. So the neurocycle is how you can live with yourself more effectively to control these compelling behaviors. So basically we want to look at OCD. It's it's a way of coping with an underlying resolved issue. I'm just looking at my notes to make sure I've covered everything. It's a coping mechanism, a form of distraction to try to manage keeping the source suppressed. And and it's kind of trying because the source is maybe so painful. 
that there's a reason behind this and then you've, you've created this as a coping mechanism and then it's had a lot of attention paid to it so it then becomes this this driving force. Okay, so what we want to do is we, we want to learn how to manage it. So there's two elements. The one element is we have to do the big work of identifying what the action is, what the behavior is, and then over 63 days unpacking. And then we also want to, and that's using the neurocycle, and we also want to use the neurocycle for the in-the-moment stuff. Okay, no, because it's going to take time for it to go away. This is very established. If, if you've got a very compelling behavior, it's been there for a long time and it's very strong. So it's going to take a little longer. It may, you know, it may not just go in 63 days. You may have to do multiple cycles. But I've done the brain research and the mind brain research to show you that even if you don't yet feel the, the, the change, as you work through daily through the neurocycle on this issue, you are making those changes. And I show that in the book. I show the changes that happen in your brain. I've actually got a couple of pictures that I want to show you. Over here is that in the neurocycle, you're going to develop awareness. So on page 84, and if you already have the book, you can go to page 84. If not, get yourselves a book. And I know you may not be able to see so clearly here, but what we have is a graph here. And the graph basically shows that when we, it's two lines and the two lines are separating. When we manage our behavior, when we don't manage our behavior, that is the solid line over there things get worse. But when we manage our behavior, things get better. And it starts with awareness. So this particularly, this graph particularly deals with becoming aware of our behaviors, whether they are thoughts, actions, or both. And as we increase our awareness, we increase our control. So that's the first point I want to make is we need to increase our level of control. And so the neurocycle, the first thing is to gather awareness. We want to gather awareness. What are you gathering awareness of? You're gathering awareness of the behaviors, of what you're doing. So it is the, uh, what are the actions? What are the behaviors? What are the exact thoughts? You're gathering like you're gathering apples. But before you can get to that detail, you want to first look, uh, you want to first look at the, at, at, at the emotional and physical warning signals. So the first thing is to say to, when you feel, feel yourself going into those, into those OCD behaviors, what are your emotions in that moment? Gather awareness of that. What are your physical sensations in your body? Gather awareness of that. And, and then what are your behaviors? Now you can jump into your behaviors. What are you doing? Gather awareness of that. Okay. And then what is your perspective? Gather awareness of that. How are you viewing the situation? And you gather each quite objectively as though you are picking apples off an apple tree. So you're not sitting under the apple tree and all the apples are falling on your head. You're standing back and you're picking the apples off as though you are, you are standing back and you are controlling it. So this is this awareness thing. You come into this gather awareness in a state of acceptance. It's okay to make a mess. You tell yourself this is this is a coping mechanism. We are trying to find the root. We're doing this work. You give yourself these reassuring in your wise mind, this wired for love, this instinctively knowing the right thing, this knowing in our knower, this wired for love, optimism, bias. Part of us is the one part of you and then the other part of you is the messy part. So the messy part wants to do all these activities, but the wise part saying, okay, I know you want to do them, but let's see why. So let's start together gathering. So it's a deliberate, intentional sitting down for 15 to 45 minutes for over, over 21 days and you start the process. Get a neurocycle journal out. You're not going to solve it on day one. You're going to do 21 days of this. On day one, you may only pick one apple. You may only be able to identify one action and, and one emotion and one physical symptom, but that's okay. And I explain exactly how to do this in here in the book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. So day one, you gather awareness. Gather is meaning, it means that you have control. And it's you, Caroline, the, the, the wise mind saying, Caroline, the messy mind. I understand, Caroline, the messy. I understand you, you want to do this behavior. I understand that this is 
how you're coping. I understand that you know you shouldn't be doing this or you wish you didn't do this. I understand that. But let's together in the say, it's okay. Let's start picking these apples. What are the emotional signals? What are the physical warning signals? What are the behavioral signals? What is your perspective? You put them in your basket. Then you go to step two. You start reflecting and you start putting these thoughts on trial. You're putting these different things in the basket on trial. Why do you have these emotions and sensations and, and these behaviors? Ask, answer, discuss. Answer, 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 discuss. Then you write and you're spending only a few minutes on each. If you're spending 15 minutes, it's about three minutes of gather, about three minutes of reflection, and then you move to the right step. If it's if you spend 45 minutes, then you're spending maybe around about seven to 10 minutes on, or say five minutes on the gather, or four minutes on the gather, or three minutes, and then you can spend more time on the writing. So, you know, you the writing step, the third step, and the fourth step, and the fifth step will take the longest. The gathering and the reflecting, you don't take as long. So you just break that up into your 15 to 45 minutes. And, and you put the apples in your basket and you, you with the wise mind, with the messy mind, you look at this and you basically start the analysis re- reflective process, which is ask, answer, discuss. Why, why, why am I doing each of these things? Then you write. When you write, write in the form of a metacog. I teach you exactly how to do it in here. It's a pattern format. It's brilliant. It pulls the two sides of the brain to work together. It increases your ability to introspect and dig deep and find out the why. Because what we're doing is the why are the roots. We are trying to dig down to the roots. You've literally landed your plane at this tree and you've got your spade out, you and your wise mind, you and your messy mind. And as you gather awareness and as you reflect and as you write in the metacog, you are slowly digging the sand away from the roots, which is the origin story. What happened? to produce this perspective, to produce these feelings and behaviors and and emotions that are producing, that are showing up in your life as OCD symptoms. Building new healthy habits is hard. My own research is about changing the mind and getting rid of toxic habits and behaviors. So I would know, especially when there's so much conflicting advice and information out there. Enter Noom, based on the science of psychology Noom teaches you how to eat and make good lifestyle choices so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term because you don't need rules to live well, you need knowledge and how to apply that knowledge. With Noom, you pick up the health goals that are right for you and Noom personalizes a health program to help your aspirations become reality. Noom has seriously improved my overall mental and physical health. Since using Noom, I feel good about my lifestyle choices, have an improved sense of self-worth and mood, and less stress. Their program is flexible. You don't have to commit to a rigorous plan, and it is easy to use because it just takes 10 minutes a day. Noom is also forgiving because you're human. You go off track today, you'll be back on track tomorrow. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Lee. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. Ready to learn to live healthier? Sign up for Noom today at N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Dr. Leaf. More info and the link will be in the show notes. So then you're going to write down and it's kind of messy, but that's great. You want to just get your thoughts on paper, vomit them on paper, and then you want to, so it might be all kinds of mess that you can't understand. Then the fourth step, recheck. You start looking for what is, what are the activators? When do I fall into these behaviors? How often? So when does it happen? What stimulates it? What activates? What triggers it? How often am I doing it? How long am I doing it for? 
And and so once you've got that, you can then start reconceptualizing. You can, in your wise mind, imagine that you're advising yourself, say, okay, well, those are the activators. How can we control that? What could we do differently? What's the antidote? You know, like you get bitten by a snake, you have to have an antidote. What is the reconceptualize? How can I see this differently? What can, and, and you may not see anything the first, second, or third day, but you'll start seeing something. And as you rechecking that, You'll then get, you end off the session with the fifth step, which is the act of reach. And that is just a little action that you do for the day, which is your little promise that you give. It's a little action. It's, it keeps you in the safe space that you're going to practice that day. And it may just be, it's okay. This is just a response. It may be just that phrase. So every time you feel compelled, don't even try and stop yourself. Just say, it's okay. I'm just doing this as a response. I'm busy working out why. Day two, you come back, you repeat the steps. Day two, you might say, start seeing, oh my goodness, by the time you get to the recheck, you start seeing in what you've written and gathered and reflected, you start seeing, oh gosh, I'm doing this because I'm really fearful of or I'm really anxious about. I used to have this thing that I used to always worry that I had locked the house. And I would sometimes be driving and come back and go and check if the house was locked. And this was when I, in my younger days when I first started working. And, and I lived on the, on the third floor in an apartment block. And I would check three or four times and I would get in my go and get it, go up. I mean, I would waste so much time doing this, okay? Anyone can relate? And once I had neurocycled through, I realized it was this absolute fear that I had grown up in, in South Africa, in this environment where one night we had left the house unlocked and people got into our house and burgled our house. And it was terrifying. And I was very young and I saw this, but it created this absolute, that was my root. That was my origin that made me think I've always got to check things are locked. And as I got older and other things happened living in South Africa, I got very fearful. And that created a, a, an OCD symptom of always checking things are locked. Cars locked, doors locked, have, uh, is things closed. I've got this thing about closing doors, closing, getting, making sure everything's closed. And it's coming from that. I've learned to manage it. I've done the neurocycling. I've found the cause, but it didn't, I didn't find it by day two. It took me time to find it. So there is your hope for once you've done that. And then at day 21, you would have found this reconceptualized into this, but now you've got to practice step five, which is the overarching summary of what this is. You've got to practice it every day, seven times a day for another 42 days. That will then make sure that you get what we call gamma automatization. And you, for those of you that have the book or when you get the book, I show you on page 100, I show you a graph that goes up and that's as you are identifying the problem. And then I show it dripping down and that's showing that now as I practice over the 42 days, it's going into my brain automatized. So this was automatized because you practice it so much. This, you're now practicing and automatizing the good thing. So when you're in that activated moment, this doesn't pop up because it's now been changed into this. It's gone away. The energy's moved from there to there. Energy's never lost. It's transferred. Now this comes up. So you remember how you were, but now this comes up and this then drives the new action. Okay. And then basically that, then once you've done that, then you use this in the moment. So when the, when you activate it and the trigger comes, the more you practice, the more this will get stronger and stronger and stronger like this did. But now this has been con transferred, reconceptualized into this. So the more you practice using this, the better and the stronger it gets. So in those moments where you still feel compelled because that may still happen, very possible, you may have to do multiple cycles of 63 days to really unpack this. But at least you've got this. What you ended off that you practiced over the 42 days, that's what you grab onto in that moment. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that helped you. Thank you for just really trying to understand your mind and clean up the mental mess. If this has helped you share this, if you don't mind giving me a five-star rating on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, because that will help me bring you more content. And don't forget to go get your copy of the book to clean up your mental mess. Let's clean up our mental mess together. Thanks so much. See you next time. 
I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.